0: Here we are again. <laughs> this is the episode where you punch me in my teeth. I'm not going to punch you in your teeth. Okay, so let's. here's what I want to talk about. I'll talk yeah, about, yeah. keep talking about money. Um, the way I've always looked at it is that you're always going to – And the way that if you operate – we have to operate within the rules of, of America, right? If Why? we're going to work here. Why? Why? Because, we, because right now as a 35-year-old dad yeah, um, who's married and I have a house that I, that I have to pay, I have to make money. Yep. right in yep. order to make sure that I can pay those things and provide for my family. Yes. Um and the way that you make money in America is by either working for a company yep. or starting your own. Okay. And so, so what do you mean by rules? What do you mean? Well, so so capitalism. Right? Capitalism okay. is how our is what is what the rules are in America. What does that right? mean? What do you mean? Stop. You I'm asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're doing. <laughs> Now, I have to sell a, a product, okay, a service in order to get money, and everyone's okay. going to do this,
1: right? Sure, I, that's not capitalism, but sure. Okay, what is yeah. that? That's just buying and selling, but that's 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 uh, non-unique for any almost any different economy that almost exists everywhere.
0: In a communist economy, can you have people who are
1: making more money than other people, or if people who make more? They're just it. It gets evened out. Uh, so there is does depend on which communist society you're talking about, but yes, absolutely, some people can have more than others. Okay, that's yeah. a whole other conversation for another yeah. time.
0: So in in a world in America right yeah. now, where you're going to have Jeff Bezos of yeah. the world, that Elon Musk of yeah. the world, who can make an obscene amount of money, yeah, an immoral amount of money. I would probably even say an immoral, immoral. immoral. Yeah. yeah, like it's just no no human should I think have that amount or even be able to. Mm. Uh, but if that is allowed wouldn't you want the person to be a good catholic person who then
1: gives most of that back so if the if the idea is that nobody it would be immoral to make so much money wouldn't i want a catholic to make an immoral amount of money they would
0: never be able to make that much because they'd be constantly giving it away like we talked about earlier So they wouldn't have the giant horde of it, but they would be potentially making a billion dollars a year Mm -hmm. but giving most of it away. Right. Wouldn't that be good for the church and good for society if it was a Catholic person as opposed to someone who is just saving it and donating
1: it to whatever makes them feel good, like Bill Gates? (laughs) Well, potentially. I'm not sure if it actually would. I think on two fronts. One, if you're making that amount of money every year, a billion dollars, then I would have serious questions that you're making that morally. I don't think I mean, that might not be possible. I, will, mm-hmm. I really question whether or not it is. I would add, follow up on that as saying, well, we really shouldn't analyze it by a utilitarian means either. Saying like, well, we should, this would be okay. It'd be best to have it as a Catholic doing it just because more apostolates would then be funded. Yeah. We really do need to look at it in terms of what we should be doing, what he should be doing, because we are not driven by results. We're driven by virtue, by union with God, like to look out and like, it, there's a temptation for a lot of us to say, um, that success proves that something is good. But if we look at a soldier, like running out into the lines of battle and getting shot in the head right away, mm-hmm. you wouldn't say like, ah, failure. What a joke. He's terrible. He'd say that he's courageous, like he was virtuous, like he died for somebody that he loved, right? Yeah. And that is more the way that we should be viewing our e- economic um, uh, actions, first and foremost.
0: Okay, so as a Catholic as a Catholic business owner, yeah, a, a CEO of a Catholic of, mm-hmm. of a company, then that's not even say a Catholic company. A CEO of a company, and the CEO is Catholic. Are you saying? how you just said that they can't they shouldn't measure the success based on profit or right. whatever but that they should measure it based on virtue
1: right how, how do you
0: do that and make money well because you, you have to be successful or you're going to shut down
1: so you have to be successful in the in the world of well the, you just you just made a strict economy between the life of virtue and the life of profit the life of money yeah, I'm wondering if you can be both. That's, that's... I think you can. I think those virtues of liberality, of almsgiving, of magnificence, but more probably in the sense of of justice, of industriousness. These are all virtues that the trish, the Christian tradition teach. Like those are the ones that define how well you actually make money. Because look, I mean, you make what justifies you making money in the according to our beautiful tradition, is that I am doing something good for you, which allows me to make that good self-referential, right? So it's that I built you this table or something like that, that I built your home or something like that, that then I can say like, look, I did something actually good for you. That justifies me asking for uh, an equal amount of money to the benefit that I gave you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that benefit to you could be extremely high, in which case you might have profits at the end of the day. Right. That's how that's how you might justify profits. And it could and profits. John Paul II says in Centesimus on that they are they could be potentially a sign of a healthy company. Be, why? Precisely because they could be a sign of a benefit given to another. Now, a porn company making oogles and oogles of money. Right. Doesn't demonstrate that. Right. They have profits despite the good, mm-hmm. like literally. Like in spite of it, right? That makes sense. So so we have to constantly be asking what about the work has actually in some cases less to do about the money as it does about the work itself. Yeah. Now there's a question. You kind of say a billion dollars a year. There's probably nothing that one person is able to do to justify that says like that person has produced such an incredible good to the world by himself alone. Yeah that he justifies that. Right. And, I, and, I, and I say this precisely based upon John Paul II's teaching on work and labor. Now, we, There's this kind of classic dichotomy in, in economics between capital and labor, and that oftentimes there's a big fight between the two, capital being like stuff, real productive property, things that, that man can wield so as to generate profit, and then the work that you actually need to go into that No the labor is always the priority over profit it's or over capital it's always the thing that's more important and that's primarily because it is the worker the laborer right. that we're trying to get to heaven okay okay so makes that's sense. that's the priority excuse me um but it also just makes sense i mean yeah. like you you would never say that an apple tree is productive on its own it produces apples yes but it's not Productive for human life until you have somebody that goes and picks it. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, capital without labor is just nothing. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't manifest itself as useful in the human economy. And then labor without capital is just unemployment. You know, that's kind of how <laughs> the dichotomy works, right? Yeah. And so it really, so the principal concern for the Catholic is good labor, just labor. And then also recognizing it, which is the basis of why John Paul II commends either profit sharing or employee ownership because it reflects – that policy reflects the more metaphysical, fundamental issue about the primacy of labor. Sure. And so if you are – if you own a company, then you should share the profits equally with everybody else. You might deserve a bigger salary than other people whose roles are more incidental to the sure. operations, but anything beyond, like any surplus that the community has, well, it takes the whole body to generate the product. Like everybody's necessary. And so anything that's excessive at, based upon the collective work should be to, you know, given up to all. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. No, that does make sense. It does make sense. You want me to throw a cup
1: at you and argue, but that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Where do you think it was like m- the most uncomfortable what do you think is the most uncomfortable thing about that? Um, honestly, I I don't. It's just I don't know. I, nothing like
0: everything you said makes sense. Mm-hmm. This is why I think I'm a good Catholic, <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to Mark, who's a bad Catholic. Yeah, that's it, it right. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Name. <laughs> uh, no, but like this is where because like, I'm open to to all all of this stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like I, yeah. uh, but as someone who like for the first time ever a year ago launched a business, yeah, um, it is it is oh my gosh like I, was, I thought that it would be less stress than working in the church because the church is just filled with you know sinners Yeah. Um. and like at least I can hire and fire the sinners <laughs> if I start my own company you know <laughs> Um. and so like it may be like uh, what, anyway uh, and I can d- choose who I deal with like you know I don't get I don't get random emails anymore from parents upset about anything uh, right you sometimes know that- they might tweet at me right and be like you know you said this do- thing I disagree with it's like okay whatever I don't have to like, I can still do it I can still make money and do it whatever I want. Um but there's it's still way more stressful because now I have to like I've got two people that I'm working with. You've got kids and yeah. If I don't if I don't make it in the in the business world like what are they they're going to have to find new jobs and so there's just this insane pressure. And what stops that pressure? More money. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Yeah. If I if my company starts making 3 million dollars a year, yeah. That like now with more money like it's always, you know, uh, as the great notorious pig said, <laughs> you know the great philosopher, "More money, more problems." And I do think that's true, and yeah. I think that actually is a, a testament to what Aqu- what you were saying that Aquinas said about money earlier. Mm-hmm. I do, I've seen it. I've seen it with my own brother, like the the people that come out of the woods, like when you have money all of a sudden, who are just like, "I know we haven't talked in twenty four years. Uh, I know I only cut your hair once at great clips, yeah. <laughs> but I need ten k like immediately." Um, and it's overwhelming, and I'm getting. I get messages mm. like that. And it's like, mm. no, I'm not, I don't, I don't have millions. Okay. I can't give 10K to everyone who asks. Um, but like, there's this, there's this like pressure to, well, if you just make more money, then you're not going to have that stress. Yeah.
1: Uh, and
0: so it's for the first time in my life for this past year, I've been very like money motivated. Mm. Um, but I don't think it's consuming me. Like, you know?
1: Right. I don't think that the concerns that the tradition has had with money are. Um, Based upon whether or not they're consuming you, I think the the first concern that they have is whether or not you think in terms of money. You know, then that which is which is perhaps a distinction I okay. might say. So, uh, I think the biggest one you could say is like if I if you walk through my neighborhood and you look at the different uh, homes, is your first thought like, wow, I bet that's expensive, or. I wonder about what a deal I could get on that thing. Or, like, look at that beautifully manicured lawn. You know, I wonder how much they pay for lawn sure. care, stuff like that. Or do you just enjoy the building for, like, yeah. the beauty that it is? You, um, it, you know, in, all things are, first and foremost, kind of qualitative, you know. And they're not quantitative. This is one of these things that, like, some of the fancy words that people use about things being incommensurate—that they're not really equal. I mean, I can't say that this table is a hundred dollars or something like that. Okay. Like that, like metaphysically speaking, doesn't make some much sense. It's like an analogy that we use, and then we use these analogies to be to create prices all over the place. Yeah. But are we? T- so part of the, the goal that we have is actually living the world as it is and not abstracting it to just this realm of analogy and then just living up here in that realm of analogy, but actually being here, present, enjoying the world as God gave it. Yeah. You know, and there's huge pressure pressures, as you're saying, like the more that you're in charge of other people's families. Mm-hmm. And I get that here, you know, at New Polity in the College of Saint Joseph the Worker, where, you know, I'm in the same boat. And, um, and there is kind of that pressure, but I think that the, um, best things that we could do for ourselves along this journey is actually saying, what is it that we're trying to achieve? Let's focus there first. You know, we're going to keep this all couched in prayer, um, devotedly, earnestly, and, and to enjoy the world as God gifted it, because he also loves to give good gifts. Yeah. And that's one of these things that, you know, when Jesus says, don't fear, or when that's like the, the the command that is given more than any other command in the sacred scriptures, don't fear. I think we should probably listen and obey yeah. that. And, and that really starts to change a lot yeah, in amen. how we live there. I agree with all that. Okay, So what are you going to tell your billionaire friend who's like making a lot of money and so how do, you, how do you... Profit sharing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it, may, yeah. it does make sense.
0: Mm-hmm. It does make sense to me. I also understand like how equity works and like all that stuff and like that's just... Yeah. But that's just the rules that you play by in America,
1: right? Like it, so you don't have to do that. No, you don't have to do that. Yeah. It's just the done thing today. And, yeah. But that's like what the church does. It takes the done thing and then it totally transforms it. Yeah. You know, and makes it into what it's not. So I
0: could I could have this you know this this for profit business that does profit sharing, mm-hmm. and gives three months paid paternity leave, something like that yeah. Uh, a or, lot of paternity. Or, and, and three life. months paid paternity leave. Dude, I got that at the Archdiocese of Chicago. Whoa. Three months paid paternity leave. Whoa. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's huge. It was it was the it was the best. I and with my daughter, I went from three months paid paternity leave to COVID. Like, so oh. working from home. So, like, I've just been, and then started my own business from home. So now I've, I've been home for, like, two and a half years. Oh, my gosh. Working, that's amazing. It's just a huge blessing, yeah. yeah. Um, but we could, we, could flip, we could flip the script as a Catholic and say, hey, this is how we're going to run the business.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I,
0: that's good for numbers, which is good for money. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That's a good yeah. story. It is a hey, good story. Hey, the CEO story. gives three months paid paternity leave and paternity leave, and does profit sharing at the end of every single year. Yeah,
1: and you find this, like, this sort of fanaticism often in the left more than the right like the ceo of patagonia said that he's giving all the profits to like global warming initiative stuff or preventative stuff it's like whatever you think about that you can't question that that guy's a fanatic you know like he's radical in what he believes it's like well if people are going that far who are for certain causes who are not christians you know why aren't we going far why aren't we laying down everything we like to praise guys like Saint Francis of Assisi. And we're like, yeah, he's so beautiful. He talks to birds and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> but it's like that guy literally got naked in the public square in front of a bishop if, and said, you know, I renounce everything. Yeah. yeah. If any of us it's met wild. that guy in real life, we would say that he's insane. Yeah. I mean, most. He'd go to jail. Yeah. Most saints we know, like, that we think of so highly and stuff, if we ever met them, we would hate them. Yeah. And yet, and yet, those are the models that the church has told us to follow. That's incredible stuff. It is, you know. So I think that when it comes to the money stuff, because our besetting sin in America has been towards luxury, towards greed, you know, towards this licentiousness. Yeah. That we actually don't even know where the median is, where the like the golden mean is. Of, of the virtues that we should be following. We have no idea. And, we, and somebody might like be giving 10% as their tithe. And we're like, wow, that guy means it. But for all of Christian history, that was the bare minimum.
0: Yeah. That's wild. I, I want to pivot here. Okay. I want to talk about like compliance with like, uh, nah, are we complicit? How complicit are we mm-hmm. when we make purchases with our money? Uh, Uh, with companies so for instance Mm -hmm. Starbucks I I think of Starbucks like 15 years ago uh, right when I was I was 20 years old I was drinking Starbucks like three times a week Mm. not even knowing that Frappuccinos like didn't have caffeine in it at the time (laughs) like I'm just like drinking (laughs) thousand calorie milkshakes thinking I'm getting caffeine Um, and a a friend of mine was like hey some of their money goes to Planned Parenthood and as a Catholic you work in the Catholic church you probably shouldn't go to Starbucks anymore and I was like oh like, I can, get pretty, I can get pretty jazzed up about making a statement. So, okay, what, like, what else, though? Like, w- what about Target? Or what about yeah. Netflix mm-hmm. uh, and Disney now? Like, mm-hmm. so what are, your, what are your thoughts? And I have a feeling that you're going to have thoughts, which is why I ask. Um, I have – so in the last, like, five years, I've basically just been like, if I live my life looking for flaws in every single part of my daily life of what I'm consuming, yeah. I'm not going to be able to consume anything. And so I'm not going to even try. And so right. now I'm just like, eh, I've got Netflix. I've got Disney Plus. I go to Starbucks. I got, you know, uh, but I, I,
1: it's always in the back of my mind. Well, let me push you a, a little bit. On okay. I will answer your question, I promise. But um, as you're kind of doing it now, isn't that kind of giving up?
0: What do you mean? Giving up because I'm just, yeah, I think I think in a way. But I think you can like I, su- I try to support companies that are doing good mm-hmm. more How? How? more often by buying their stuff by spending more mm-hmm. um, even just I think of, even just like uh, from a from an artist' point of view like some of, some of the comedians that I really like mm-hmm. uh, they're not on Netflix and they're not on Amazon they're not on whatever and so you have to go to their website and spend 20 25 bucks to watch their comedy special um, and I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. I'll do that. Whereas mm-hmm. a lot a lot of people don't, and like they lose money by not, you know, having that Netflix deal, and so I'm right. like, I, in my mind, I'm balancing it. <laughs> I'm like, I'm doing good by do, by going by shopping local, by going to my local butcher shop. Oh, cool! Doing those things, yeah. Um, but at the same time, I'm going to get my Starbucks on the way mm-hmm. on a, on a road trip.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the first thing that we really need to pay attention to are what are the industries themselves that are compl- that are unnecessary. And then trying to cut those out of our lives first, rather than companies generally. Okay. Because the biggest question is like, of course, how do we create new institutions, institutions that are really Catholic? And what do they look like? So we might be able to say that like um, Starbucks, they support Planned Parenthood. They give tons of money to LGBTQ stuff every year. um, But Tully's doesn't. You know, or Pete's Coffee doesn't. I don't know whether or not they yeah. do. But uh, so I'm going to do that. But it's exactly the same thing. The model of their company is the exact same thing. What they do with the excess profits is the only different thing. But are they are the actual forms and models of the company substantively different? And the answer is no. Yeah. They're exactly the same thing. They're creating our social order in a particular way, and they're doing it in the same way. Okay. Okay. And it's just a different fetish of the executive class that m- makes the products or makes the profits go to different things. Okay. Right? And they're probably only giving as much as they can get out of for taxes. Right. Anyway, yeah. so again, the social order is the same. Yep. The bigger question that we have to answer is should we have corporate corporations? Like should they exist? Okay. Uh, and should we have publicly traded companies? Should they exist? Should we be focusing our attention there, or should we just stop, if as much as we can, to get out of, um, get out of supporting companies that have created the pattern and order of our lives in a particular way? And the answer is yes, of course we should do that, even beyond looking at particularly bad companies within it.
0: Yeah. Wait, there's, okay. a, there's
1: a bigger question, I think.
0: So, right now, mm-hmm. you're not on. You had. When's the last time you ordered something from Amazon? Oh, <gasps> um, my you know, because you just went to my house. I do. Yeah, it was yeah. an envelope, but it wasn't Amazon. It wasn't she,
1: but your wife was like, Is that from Amazon?
0: I'm looking for something from there. So, you do have
1: Amazon Prime. We don't have Amazon Prime. Okay. Um, my mom is very into Amazon. Yeah. This is one thing I've not convinced her of yet okay. to get out of. And, um, yeah, so she uses that quite a bit. I think she might have Amazon Prime still, actually. Okay, so she can sub to my Twitch for free once a month. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's how it goes. Yeah. yeah, so my mom lives with us for a, a week, a month, or something like cool. that. And so sends, sends things. And it is um, embarrassing. <laughs> embarrassing? Yeah. yeah, embarrassing. Just because I talk about it so yeah. much. So you're you know? pre-
0: you're very, you. I would imagine, based on everything that you just shared, yeah. that you're very anti-Amazon. I yeah, mean, the treatment I, of, the, of the worker, of the laborer, which we yeah. were just talking about. Is reportedly really bad. I haven't done my own research on that, but I'm going to trust that I've. Yeah, I've had friends
1: work there and it's egregious. Yeah. Yeah. So that's horrible. The
0: profit, obviously, you know, Bezos is what isn't like is insanely rich. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, the destruction of local businesses, mom and pop shops, uh, they've done more to destroy uh, those, you know, local markets than anybody else. Yeah. Um, The, uh, uh, the f- fact that they have these deals with the CIA is insane. You know, we and of course, a lot of this is like private information. So th- the only things that the government like reports to us is that they paid Amazon six hundred million dollars. yeah, you know, and and that seems that suggests something very uh, perverted about the power structures that we have that we talk so much about democracy and like uh, free elections and and whatnot and of course we're missing the point like what's what's happening is that we have freely elected already for certain people to become more powerful than the rest of us because we have enabled them to become more i mean that's our implicit vote and yet none of us are comfortable with these people ruling us but that has more something to do with our um with our real dispositions and the change of our desires so um but to answer your question about when was last time I ordered something from oh, yeah, Amazon? Uh, I will order a book from Amazon every couple of months when I can't find it for, through another source. So, yeah, I order through Amazon every once in a while. But I, yeah. I try to get thrift books, libraries, our, obviously our local bookstore first before I do that. But, yeah, I'll, I'll buy stuff from every now and again. But that is, um, I think, a good representation for just where we are as a society right now. Like, my job is to be an academic. Like, right. I need those books. Yeah. Like, I need to continue the research, right? And um, and so there's sometimes where we're just stuck. And Scott Huns I, I really appreciate this from him, is that he, he like, speaking about the uh, Jeremiah, like, the book of Jeremiah and, and a number of other prophetic texts where he says that um, we have to, sometimes when we are in exile, which we're in exile today, you know, living under non-Christian rule. Yeah. You cannot expect us to follow the whole Mosaic law, it, right. you know, the equivalent thereof, right? Um, like, they couldn't do that when they were when um, the Israelites were in Babylonian exile. Mm-hmm. And so we shouldn't be having strictures that bind our consciences in, in that way. But, you know, as we like to say here, we always need to be taking our next right step, you know, in that way. And yeah. so, um, yeah, so that's just a, a, you know, a thing that, like, we have to be— Aware of the fact that we're hypocrites and try to be less and less. Yeah, you know.
0: What do you think? What do you think it does for us? Because this just goes back to some combos we already had today about like mm-hmm. one one thing that I do, and I know a lot of Christians in general and Catholics do, mm-hmm. is is this a sin? Mm-hmm. And if it is a sin, don't do it. And yeah. if it isn't, obviously, then it's fine. Um, but that not everything is so is so black and white. Yeah. Um. But but is it as like at what point are you entering into, you know, sin? Yeah. By by using, a, you know, a product from a company that is doing immoral things.
1: What What are the sorry? Like what? So for instance, what are the repercussions of that for our souls? Or yeah. For, yeah. Or is it more? Is it
0: more like okay? If I stop using Amazon and I start to shop more locally and those kinds of things, that is going to make me a a, a holier person. Mm -hmm. Just by – because I'm going to be thinking, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be spending time with another person. You have a chance to encounter someone at the store instead of ordering it online. Um, And and those are good things that can come from it, but that it it wouldn't necessarily be sinful to do it, to continue to use Amazon.
1: Yeah. You know what I I mean? Yeah. I do think that there is – so John Paul II has this argument for investing. We can talk about investing in a different conversation. But I think he has a principle that's really helpful is that – Everything that, every dollar that we use to invest builds up the culture and, and thus is always a moral and cultural decision. It's cultural because what you invest in starts to build up either the city of God or the city of man, it, nothing in between. Yeah. And it's moral because it reveals which city your soul more longs to live in. Hmm. And it's a similar way. If we have options, and we choose instead of to go the Krogers instead of getting our tomatoes from the Doherty's or something like that, say, yeah. Um, then I have chosen to live in a corporate scheme where there is greater alienation, where there is greater, uh, where there's greater inability to actually give of myself because I don't know those who whom I'm dependent on, and I don't create a relationship with others to begin to depend on me. And and in, and and I reveal that through which option I choose, right? So I think that's just really important. And local, local for local sake, I don't think is very convincing. Mm. I think it really is. Uh, I think that it really is local again, as setting the occasion by which you can actually be more personal. John Paul II says in in Centesimus Honus that um, we should always move away from structures that make giving of oneself harder. Right. You know, and I just think that's a good principle for whenever we do have a free election of of our buying patterns as well, of course, for our investing too.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. This is fun.
1: Yeah. (laughs)